If you are living in a space of being weighed down by your clutter, in your home, business, mind, or body, do you realize you are blocking the ability to receive in all areas? Would you be willing to learn the tools to change all that? What if you realized that the clutter in your life was created by you? Listen now to Infinite Energies, where you receive new perspectives to open up and release the barriers to create the life you always knew is possible. Now, here is the host of Infinite Energies Radio Show, Lisa Bennett. Hello, hello, and welcome, everyone. I am thrilled today on this beautiful Friday to have a special guest who's also a friend who um, I happened to meet through Access Consciousness. Both of us met last year at Facilitators in Costa Rica, and I remember him very clearly sitting across um, the room and talking about his story, and it completely touched me. And for those of you that are new to Access Consciousness, it's a modality that uh, has literally changed my life, and I know it's changed Anthony's uh, and many other people out there. And one of the things that we will uh, discuss throughout the program today is something called the clearing statement. It's something that we use that will clear all the limitations and everything that locks your body and or has locked the energy into your body that keeps you stuck. And it sounds like a bunch of gobbledygook, but I promise you, once you hear it, it can actually clear all of that energy behind it and the charge behind it that you no longer have to hold into your body and, and keep you stuck. So it's pretty powerful, pretty cool. Uh, so the guest that I have today is really, as I said, incredibly special. And he is Dr. Anthony Mateus, or Mattis, sorry. And he's been a holistic chiropractic physician for 14 years. He lives in South Carolina with his three beautiful children. And he takes a whole person approach to one's health and believes that we're meant to operate in a true, authentic nature for true wellness and total wellness. He is an Access Consciousness Certified Facilitator, Life Coach, Passion Test Facilitator, which is a tool that helps you discover your five top desires and lives the life you always knew was possible, but somehow you lost your way. He loves spending time outdoors, traveling with martial arts, exercise, attending workshops, and, of course, he is a single parent, uh, and that uh, changed in his life in 2011 through uh, losing his wife unexpectedly. Today, we're going to talk about the journey that Anthony has taken from the 2011, uh, what we would consider tragedy in, in this reality, and how that has turned into one of uh, energy of gratitude that he has brought into his life and how he has been able to inspire others. So welcome, Anthony. I'm so thrilled to have you. I'm glad to be here, Lisa. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're just going to, um, for those that, that have uh, 
never known Anthony's story. I'm wondering if you, you can just share a little bit about uh, what occurred for you leading up to the 2011. Uh, you had this beautiful woman in your life, your life partner, your that that was the mother of your three beautiful children, and uh, I know that she had been challenged with. Uh, um, some depression issues, and and so what was going on prior to to uh, things shifting in 2011? Well, um, my wife and I were together for 10 years, and uh, you know I'll never forget the day that we met. She she kind of told me her whole life story, and uh, you know probably within the first 15 minutes of us meeting, she mentioned to me that um, after I had explained to her I was a holistic chiropractor, she, she kind of shared some of her health challenges. And so she shared that she had uh, was suffering from uh, bipolar disorder, uh, also known as manic depression. She was diagnosed at the age of 17, where she had her fo- first full-blown uh, episode. And she was hospitalized for it, and they had put her on, you know, different types of antidepressants and antipsychotics, so on and so forth. So when we met... I was struck with the uh, the challenge of because uh, she was so adorable, she was so brilliant, smart, and I just really enjoyed having a conversation with her. And I remember feeling like, do I want to date her? Or do I want to try to help her? You know. So I kind of suffered from uh, what I call the white knight in shining armor syndrome. And uh, and at the time, I was heavily involved in a metaphysical study called concept therapy, and I just invited her to uh, one of the classes that I was. I was conducting, and make a long story short, we just hit it off, and some of the work that I was doing at the time really did her a lot of good. She was able to get off of all her medications, and we got married at the time. She had an eight-month-old baby who's uh, our oldest son, uh, Elijah, and I I adopted him, and then we made another baby, uh, a boy, uh, Vincent, who's now 12, and... um, you know, we, we we were married. You know, she opened up a yoga studio. Things were great. I mean, she was sane, stable for about three and a half, four years. And then uh, about early in our marriage, she had her second episode. It was my first experience. And that pretty much turned our lives upside down. Um, and then I realized what I was really dealing with um, because it totally changed her personality. Uh, and so after she got through that episode, it took about a year of her recovering. She went through the 12 steps of AA. I felt like at the time that was the closest thing that helped pull her out of that. Um, we we had a guru from India that we worked with and we did all these uh, yogic practices and mantras and you name it. We've done everything under the sun. And then and then we uh, then we became Christian. We became believers and found a non-denominational church that was very interested in you know the gifts of healing, the gifts of prophecy, and it was a lot of fun because I was kind of raised Catholic and I was like, wow, I didn't realize uh, that people could be really spiritual in church. You know, I always thought it was sort of like the way the Catholics do it, kind of boring. You know, <laughs> which never never worked for me. No offense, to all you Catholics out there, please don't take offense to that. It didn't work for me. So. Anyway, but, uh, so, yeah, my wife and I, my wife was on the praise and worship team at church. Our marriage was completely and totally restored, and we were probably more in love 10 years later than we were when we first met. And so, so she went about five and a half years again without any episode. She was sane, stable, and she also chose to stay sober during that time because may, she thought perhaps maybe it was, uh, her addictions that, would drive the bipolar, and so, 
anyhow, um, about five and a half years later, she just started getting panic attacks out of the blue. And in this time, we couldn't really blame it on stress. We couldn't blame it on the fact that my business wasn't doing well. We couldn't blame it on the fact that, I don't know, as a Christian, if you let anything outside of Christianity come in, come in your door, then you've opened up yourself to the devil and whatnot. So, so this time we were doing everything right according to the book. And, uh, and yet she started exhibiting signs and symptoms of, uh, the bipolar coming back. And I noticed it at first and she was in denial of it. And to make a long story short, things just snowballed to the point where she was psychotic. She was convinced she was demon possessed. And, um, when I asked her why she was, you know, trying to take her life, she said she had a demon in there, and she was trying to kill the demon. And I said, well, you realize if you kill the demon, you go for the ride. And I said, I'd like to have you around for another, you know, 40 years here. And um, but at that point, she was, you know, she was kind of gone, and I, I realized I wasn't talking to my wife. And I was very angry because, you know, as a Christian, when you wear your breastplate of armor and you do all your all the things that you're supposed to do as a Christian, uh, the enemy can't get in there or the devil can't get in there. So I, it didn't make sense to me from a Christian point of view why there would be a demon in there. And so I know the allopathic community or the medical community would say, well, that's just the nature of the illness, you know. Um, that's what they think. They get psychotic. They have hallucinations. They hear voices so on and so forth, and I get that, I understand that, but there's a reason why that happened, and they couldn't explain the reason. So she took her life on April uh, 25th, 2011. The kids at the time were nine, no, 10, 8, and two and a half, and it literally left me on my knees asking God, like, you know, what happened? You know, why did she get sick this time? You know, I was okay with her getting ill and having an episode, I wasn't so upset so much about that because, you know, we all get sick from time to time, but what I was upset about was why she took her life this time, especially when everything was going well. And um, so I felt like she, she gave up because her point of view was that, okay, if she got sick as a Christian, then there's, and then she lost all hope. She's yeah. like, okay, there's no turning back. And with that particular episode, I can tell she blew some fuses. And I remember the day before she took her life, she said to me, she's like, you don't deserve to live this way. The kids don't deserve to live this way. I don't want them being raised in an environment like this. And she did a really great job of hiding the illness. They never really saw much of anything except for her crying from time to time, but they didn't really see the psychosis and any of that stuff. And... um and she really did an amazing job all the way up until the end where she just couldn't even tell you what color the sky was. And then at that point, we had to hospitalize her. Uh, but she, you know, I know in my heart of hearts, uh, she took her life because, she, A, she couldn't stand whatever state of mind that she was in. And then, B, she wanted to create space for the kids and I to have, uh, you know, quote-unquote normal life, whatever that means. And... Um, you know, and then since there, I've been on a mission to not only get some clarity as to what happened, because I wasn't satisfied with what the church told me, and I wasn't satisfied with what the allopathic community told me, and I felt like all the different healing modalities that I had learned up until that point weren't enough. They, not only were they not enough to save her life, but they weren't even enough to make my life better, because <laughs> I was still struggling, struggling in certain areas in my life that I had worked so diligently on to 
overcome. And, you know, I was really only experiencing marginal results, and that's sort of when Access Consciousness kind of came my way about uh, six to eight months after she passed away. And uh, I feel like I've been blessed ever since, and I'm really grateful for the tools of Access. Well, and, and thank you, Anthony, for sharing all of that. I know that uh, we there's a lot of people that know you but don't know the story and the vulnerability that you are um, able to share openly with others, knowing that it can actually inspire others to choose and, and not go into this reality's judgment of uh, any form of mental illness, depression, whatever you want to label it or it's being labeled as that there, there potentially um, there are perhaps alternative choices. Um, and for those that have lost someone as tragically as you did, that for you yourself to be left with your children and having to go through the healing process, not only for yourself as a, as a parent, but actually to help your children through the process. Is there is there a, something that with access that when you first were invited into access was that with your children or did that, was that something you did on your own? No, I mean when I first heard about access and you know it, uh, and when they were talking about the um, the bars, access consciousness, the bars, and where you know it deals with 32 points on the head that carry all the electromagnetic components of your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. Uh, you know, in the areas of sadness and joy, healing, you know, creativity, money, you name it. And so I'm like, I need to get there, and I'm bringing my children. So, you know, when she passed away, you know, this reality says that, you know, that, that type of uh, illness can be passed down genetically. And so I was on a mission not only to get clarity as to what happened with her, but to also find whatever modality out there that could rewrite the DNA. And so when I heard about the bars, it was it was very intriguing to me. And I took, I, my, my daughter was too young at the time. She was only two and a half. But I took the boys. They were uh, 10 and 8. And I'm like, we're going on a little adventure. We're going to go to this class called the bars. And uh, we did. Cool. And we we, we <laughs> drove about four. Yeah, it was awesome. We drove about four and a half hours. And lucky for us, uh, not so lucky for the facilitator, um, we were the only ones who showed up to the class. So it was me and my two sons. And and awesome. it was wonderful. And, it, and you know, what was interesting is I had so much resistance to it because of a lot of the Christian points of view that I had rolling around in my head. Um, but I, what I observed was how profound it was, how profoundly it was affecting the boys. Uh, my one child was literally sleeping within 30 seconds. And then my second son, who's very, very hyper, literally it looked like someone gave him a tranquilizer. And I said, you know what? I'm coming back just for that. <laughs> so uh, for me, it took a few sessions before I noticed anything. But, um, but yeah, so I, I, my kids were very much part of the journey with Access right from the start. Awesome, awesome. Anthony, I actually have someone in um, that has called in with a question, and I'm wondering, are you comfortable uh, taking questions right right sure. off the top? Awesome, because I have a I, I have a sense that we have quite a few people. Um, now I just have to check and see with the producers here. Are you on, Melinda? Yes. Can you hear me? Uh, hi, Melinda. Uh, it's Lisa and Anthony. You have a question for Anthony. I do. Hello, Lisa. Hello, Anthony. I'm very Hello. excited. Hello. 
to be talking on a radio show. <laughs> Anthony, <laughs> I met you in Vancouver at uh, level two three. I was um, yeah. at the at the book table. And uh, yes. anyway, Hi. it was great. Hi, <laughs> it was great to meet you. And uh, since subject is gratitude, I have a question on that. Um, about I know my channel to perceive gratitude is a bit clogged up, <laughs> and uh, I believe there's a difference between perceiving gratitude physically, cognitively, and energetically, and. Um, I would like more information about that because I cognitively I, I know how I know what I'm grateful for, but it's as if I don't perceive it or feel it. There's an element missing. Um, every now and then I get it how it opens my heart or I I feel something physically, but I want more of that. And I was wondering if you have something you can suggest. Yeah, it's, you know, I, the kids and I, we do a little um, gratitude lesson at the end of, uh, you know, before we go to bed at night. And we, you know, we just, the biggest thing is to acknowledge the things that you're grateful for. Um, you know, even even if you had a bad day, to, to, to reflect on the day and, and name three things that you're actually grateful for or what you have gratitude for that occurred in that day. And it could be as simple as someone smiling at you and saying hello and, and you know, you were feeling, you were in a rotten mood or, or acknowledging the fact that your body felt amazing and, and your heart had been open the whole day. But acknowledging um, the, the different things that showed up in your, in your day and, and having gratitude for that, I think, is a great place to start. Uh, you know, for me, you have to also look back, too, is, you know, it, it, when you're not having gratitude or if you're not aware or perceiving it, um, who are you being? You know, what were your parents like? Were your parents, uh, you know, optimistic or were they pessimistic? You know, so so if there are channels that are blocked that are keeping you from acknowledging the things that you're grateful for, um, ask yourself who you're actually being. Um, and maybe it's some things that you've learned or observed growing up as a child from family members that that sort of uh, where in that particular uh, moment you might be, you know, acting like like them, where you're not able to recognize or acknowledge the greatness that is showing up in your life, even if it's small little things. So that's one of the things that we do that's real helpful. Yes, that makes sense because when you ask who am I being, I can see uh, how my father couldn't see, couldn't acknowledge, uh, and wouldn't allow himself. Even if he could actually acknowledge it, he wouldn't allow himself. Uh, to express it or to uh, to be grateful because it was yeah. uh, not acceptable for a man, maybe or well, a lot of people, you know, depending on their upbringing too. You know, a lot of people have a point of view that when something good is is showing up in your life, a lot of people are waiting for something bad to come around right around the corner and and destroy it. You know, so it's like a lot of people have the point of view, like, if something's good, it only must be good luck, or it's not going to last very long. So some people don't like to acknowledge the things that they're grateful for, because they're afraid if they do, then all of a sudden bad luck's going to follow afterwards. A lot of people have that point of view, or how long will this last? So, you know, like I said, even if it's a small, tiny little thing, acknowledge it, and acknowledge it out loud. Like, I'm really grateful for that smile that that man gave me at the grocery store today. Do you, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's, no matter what it is. So think about the three things. Like every day before you go to bed, just declare 
three things that you were grateful for that showed up in your world in your life that day. And so the declaring. Uh, so you you're saying that the declaring, uh, even if it doesn't go further than just a, a thinking exercise, will kickstart something different showing up. Yeah, I think acknowledging it out loud or verbally out loud, it's more than just thinking because, you know, we want to get out of thinking sometimes and really get more into perceiving, knowing, being, and receiving. So when you declare it, when you verbalize it out loud, you know what I mean? It, what it does is it, it activates the quantum entanglements to create more things for you to be grateful for. Yes. So, uh, you know, I'm a, yeah. So And then I would also run, um, you may want to run the uh, biomimetic uh, mimicry uh, regarding your father, like, you know, everywhere where you're creating, invoking the biomimetic mimicry of your father's pains, pathways, realities, and insanities that you're choosing, you know. So I'm not sure if this is too advanced for the listeners no. well, on this and, call, and but... For those that are listening in, uh, we'll just say in everywhere, even even for those that have never heard it, everywhere that that uh, brings up an energy, would you like to destroy and uncreate it, please? And Anthony, you can say yes, yeah. and Melinda, yeah? Yep. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, all nine shorts, boys, and beyonds. Cool. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you, Melinda. Thank yeah. you so much for calling in. We really appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Nice bye. to hear you, Me too. Bye. Bye-bye. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> wow. I love that, Anthony. Um, you're there still? Yes, I am. I'm here. Okay, good. I just heard this silence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so thank you for for Melinda calling in about gratitude because that really is where you have led your children, and for yourself, it's been a journey to lead uh, this this whole journey that you've had to go through emotionally, the grieving process. Did did you at any point ever feel that there was no choice except to step forward? Um, you know, you, you know, the day that it happened, it was like, for me, it was like, I am not going to let this thing defeat me. And, um, and, and I'm like, I know, like I said, in my heart of hearts, that as, as, as much as the pain is there and how much it hurt and, and the sadness that I perceived that she was in, um, you know, a lot of people look at suicide as, as, as you know, as, as cowardly. I... That wasn't my point of view. My point of view is she did a very bold and courageous thing, and she actually sacrificed her life so we can have a life because she didn't want us to have to deal with her being sick every three, every five years. She did not want the children to be raised in that type of an environment because her mother had done the same thing about eight years prior. But my wife witnessed her mother being chronically depressed for 30 years. So not only did she ha carry the genetic tendency, but she also was uh, raised in the environment of chronic depression. And so, you know, so to answer your question, when my, when my wife took her life, I'm like, I'm going to honor you by stepping forward and by making this thing right and doing whatever's possible so that the kids have a, an amazing life, a normal life, and that we're not victims of this situation, but that we actually can triumph over this and actually create a life for ourselves beyond our wildest imagination. Awesome. Awesome. And and now, Anthony, with with your practice, you are actually facilitating, you've become an access consciousness facilitator. And for those of you that aren't um 
aware of what that is. We have something called um, the BARS, which is foundational to access, which is what Anthony and his kids first did at the very beginning. So is that something that you've incorporated into your family life and and uh, you run BARS on each other weekly or...? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we have weekly trades here just in our, our town. We have uh, several facilitators just in our town. But, yeah, my my son, who's now 14, he, he ran bars at the last uh, ESB class, and he actually made money. He made uh, a couple hundred dollars. So, yeah, my children know how to run bars. Um, we, we do it. And my, my children are so aware now because we've been doing it for three years that they'll come up to me like, Dad, will you please run my bars before I go to bed? And, you know, so to me, if nothing else ever showed up in my world, the fact that my children love it and that I know it's doing something for them, that's been worth every every dollar that I've invested in, in the tools of access consciousness because uh, it's changing their world and their reality, and it pulls them out of a funk. My one son who was having a little bit of anxiety, I ran his bars, he fell asleep in my arms, and he woke up the next day totally and completely calm. You know, what's that worth? You know, to me, you know, people in this reality would have taken their child to a medical doctor. Now they have liquid Prozac with the fact that he he has a mom that has, you know, bipolar or a grandmother that also committed suicide or a mother committed suicide, a grandmother committed suicide. They'd be like, okay, we need to start him on medicine. You know, and I say, you know, excuse my language, fuck no to that. You know, it's like, why not try the bars? It's not invasive. You know, let's see if that works first. And you know what? It Not only did it work, but it strengthened my relationship with my child, too, because there's, there's something very nurturing about um, the tools of access consciousness, doing the bars and also the amazing body processes that we learned. There's something nurturing, caring, healing, um, and expansive about the bars and, and the body processes. It's awesome. It's like it's like truly magical. Well, and, and what a gift you are, Anthony, to gift that to your children for them to know that you know, as young men, the ability to uh, have such a powerful tool to be able to touch somebody else and, and know that they can gift them releasing all their, you know, judgments, limitations, whatever is holding them back and actually going on a very deep level and, and, and actually being able to relax their body and stop the monkey mind from going on. Um, what a gift, and and for them to probably do it with friends. <laughs> now, um, I, I really wanted to ask, going forward in your life, have you had the ability to, or have you had the desire to talk to uh, groups of, of uh, people that are dealing with depression, or any community or groups that have um, been supporting the the uh, people that are taking drugs and and going that route. Have you had the opportunity to actually speak on a on a larger level at all? And not really, you know, because I'm, you know, you know, I also have a practice in a clinic and and being a single parent, so it's like I, I my captive audience is really my patients that come in, so that's probably the the main audience that I'm able to communicate and speak to because. Once I'm done with my day, I literally go home and I'm Mr. Mom. <laughs> so there's right. not a whole lot of, like, extra time, you know. And then, you know, I've been conducting bars classes for the last three years and um, in some body one-day body workshops and, and then also, um, you know, facilitating foundation and level one classes. So 
Um, that's pretty much as far as I've gone. And, you know, you know, I've had different therapists come in, different medical doctors come in, too, where I share this information. So, but no, I haven't had the opportunity to speak on, like, a larger scale to those communities. And and I would love to. The challenge with, with people with mental illness is they've, and I know this from experience, that they, they're, ne- they're, you, they're not the most compliant bunch of people, <laughs> you know. So, uh, you know, I've been in practice 15 years now, and I got to the point where it's like I will work with you if you want to be worked with. But for me to go and, and track down um, different groups and different communities where it's like going through one ear and out the other, that's not fun for me anymore. And and I remember after my wife passed away, and I, I mentioned earlier in the call, I talked about the white knight and shining armor syndrome. I remember saying to one of the facilitators, and I was crying, I'm like, I'm just tired of fixing people. It's like, because most, a lot of people just aren't interested in doing what it takes to get well. And it was cool, because then they took me through the clearing process of, you know what, it's not your responsibility to take people people to places that they're not willing to go. So I got to the point where, you know, like what energy, space, and conscience can I be to really just invite the people who, who want healing, who want change. And ever since then, there's been so much more ease around um, uh, the people that I'm attracting into my life that are actually interested in, in, getting, in getting well. And it doesn't awesome. suck the life out of me in the process. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you. So what energy, space, and consciousness can we all be that would allow us all to be the gift and the the cho- help with the choice for people to step into more for themselves. And yeah. everywhere that we're not allowing that, uh, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. We're going to take yeah, a break. And everywhere, yeah. If we can t- pick this up after the break, Anthony, I would love to. Okay? Sure. Awesome. awesome. Thank you. Do you know that by unlocking your self-imposed prison of shit, you can find an easier way to create the life you always knew was possible? Tuning in to Infinite Energy's radio show with empowering coach Lisa Bennett, you will receive tools and inspiration to remove the emotional and physical baggage you have carried around with you for years. Are you willing to go forward into your new life? Listen to Infinite Energy's radio show, Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific, on atizen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a Bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? 
This is Infinite Energy's radio show with empowering coach Lisa Bennett. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. In the U.K., 033-0001-0625. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can ask or comment by email by sending to Lisa at lisabennett at iCloud.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome, welcome everyone. And for those that have just popped in, uh, I have the pleasure this morning of uh, having my guest, Dr. Anthony Mattis, who is from South Carolina. And I am blessed to have him here talking about having gratitude, going from tragedy and, and losing his wife in 2011 to stepping into this really magical uh, life of, uh, that has certainly gone into direction that I know, Anthony, you probably never imagined that it could go from being uh, all of a sudden one day married and the next day a single parent of three and uh, and now you are... If you could just share... I have. I, I seem I to have. have uh, I, I seem to have. Uh, can you can you guys hear this, guys uh, hear this uh, echo? Echo. <laughs> no, you sound really? fine. On my okay. 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 I'm I'm sure okay. that they're going to fix that for me. So I'll just keep talking. And yeah, major echo. Yeah, major echo. Don't know where that's Don't coming from. Don't know where that's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not hearing it, Anthony. You're not hearing it, Anthony. No, you sound fine on my end. Okay, let's okay. see if let's my producers if can, my get, this producers can get this fixed for me. So, so now that we're now that sorry, we're I'm sorry, sorry, I'm hearing my <laughs> Are you on a speakerphone, Are you Anthony? On a speakerphone, Anthony? Uh, yeah. Do you want me to come off? Yeah, please come off because that's what's creating the echo, and that would be awesome. How's that? Much better. Now I yes. Okay. <laughs> The producers are happy. Okay. Yeah. Yay! I don't have to hear myself in in <laughs> talking to myself. Uh, that's okay. That's okay. I was thinking, whoa, there's two of me now. I've always wanted two of me. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. Everything that that is, pot and pocket. Okay. So, with other tools in your life, um, I know that uh, you've stepped into this. Uh, being of of you've got your holistic chiropractic uh, practice, you're also facilitating access consciousness classes, and you have now been gifted the ability to travel and go where Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here, who are the two founders of Access, uh, you're able to travel and uh, work not only on their bodies but other people's bodies in in the classes, how has that impacted your home life and, and with your kids and, and all of that? Well, you know, I, you know, I sat them down and I just said, listen, you know, you, you, I've been, I've been offered this amazing opportunity to, you know, to travel with Dane and Gary, you know, when I'm able to, and not only work on their bodies and to learn and grow and expand uh, more, but to also do private sessions in class and being able to be a contribution to people at, at a greater level and in many ways that I'm not able to do in my chiropractic clinic. So 
because they've been such a big part of Access Consciousness and they know Gary and Dane, and, and Gary and Dane know them, um, you know, they were very much supportive. I'm like, I, this is something that I need to do because it's a lifelong dream. And I'll never forget the, the day that Gary invited me to do this. He said to me, he saw, he was like, he, you know, obviously not how psychic it is, he is. He's like, this is what you've been waiting for your whole life. And, and and it is so true. And it's like my wife and I used to talk about traveling the world, uh, expanding consciousness, changing people's lives, helping people to be more of who they are and not live the lives of this reality. Um, it was amazing. I'll never forget when she was in the hospital and I was visiting her. She's like, this wasn't supposed to happen again. She's like, we were supposed to be traveling the world you know, teaching people how to overcome things and all that. And I was like, it's okay, honey. I'm like, we will. It just may not be on the same topic that we thought it would be. You know, it never shows up like or looks like you think it's going to. So, you know, in a way, I'm I'm living the dream that both her and I had, you know, together. So, um, so yeah, the kids have been um, very accepting of the situation. And they know, too, that it's going to create a lot more for them in their lives as well. Awesome, awesome. So they are are happy in their school and and home life, and and you've created this magical invitation to to make them a part of what you're doing with your business, and and what a gift that is. So besides running bars and and access, what other tools have you brought to to gratitude in your life? Well, you know, just doing the, the ESB sessions or the symphony sessions, you know, the energetic synthesis of being. I mean, that's just something that I stepped into last October when, you know, Gary and Dane became the invitation to me. And, and it's like... Can you explain what, the, for those listeners that know nothing about what ESB or SOP stands for, could you maybe go into a little detail, Anthony, about what yeah. that is? Well, you sure I'll explain the unexplainable. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, e- ESB you know stands for Energetic Synthesis of Being, and it's it's a it's a tool that uh, Dr. Dane here created, uh, you know, uh, in the energy work that he does. And you're literally just you're you're you stand in the gap to invite the person and the being inside the body to uh, greater possibilities. And, you know, it's a hands-off procedure a lot of the time. Sometimes it's a hands-on procedure. You're playing with the molecules of the person being, really like rearranging the molecules to create uh, more space, more possibilities in their being. And and the SOP is a symphony of possibilities. And those are like the classes that Dane conducts where you can actually learn basically how to do the ESB. And so receiving that process, you know, from Dr. Dane. I mean, it's like him being the facilitator and me being, you know, the client or the patient on the table. It's literally like this amazing being is standing in the gap and through this technique, like breaking through your barriers and your limitations by this process in such a way that's not only like this aggressive presence, but there's a kindness and a nurturing and, and a, I don't know, a lovingness, if that's even a word, that's created that that doesn't show up anywhere else. And when you're done with the treatment, you literally feel like you've been rearranged. And yes. um, it, that's the best way I can explain it. And 
and, and sometimes you're a little uncomfortable. And if you're willing to get through that uncomfortableness, because you don't recognize yourself. You're like, I don't even recognize who I am right now in these 10 seconds because all your molecules have just been rearranged. But once you get through that, and that, and once that like rearrangement occurs, it's like you're like this new and improved version <laughs> of you. You're like yes. the more powerful you, or you're like the you that you always knew was possible, but mm. the voices in your head got in the way of you being the you that you know is possible, if that makes sense. And so Absolutely. what I feel like the, these modalities provide is the space for you to, um, to have just more of you. And to be the difference, and to you know, to be the difference in this world that you've always wanted to be. Thank you, thank you for for saying that. And 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 for those of you, um, this is actually done. You are fully dressed, fully clothed, lying on a massage table, and you are. I've I've had sessions uh, with Dane, and I had session with Anthony, and you know, it's such a gift to if you ever have the opportunity to. Uh, get this done by there are other practitioners as well in and around the world that are uh, being uh, facilitated and taught this beautiful symphony of possibilities and and it's it's a gift to be able to allow your body to yeah actually get the molecules rearranged and I would say I had a conversation the other day Anthony with my sister-in-law and she says you don't sound like the you I used to know and I can't even and and she and I haven't seen each other for oh god maybe a year and a half and she just said I I I love what I'm hearing and you are completely different which is fabulous cuz yeah. I know for myself um Anthony I I haven't actually um, told you this, but I lost my mom when I was a young lady at, at 16, and mm. uh, she had been battling cancer. And so, um, as a young girl, I I remember for two years of her being unwell and playing the nursemaid, and had every cell in my body wanted to save her. I had the savior, as you call it, the white knight, knight in shining armor. I was the the little nurse in shining armor, yeah. and I carried mm-hmm. that at that pattern through my, um, you know, through my childhood into my adulthood, and then I was always seeking, and I knew there was always another way of being. And the beautiful thing that I have to say that that access has taught me, and and I know that we've had some comments from Eleanor and others in the chat room, that that everything is a choice in life. And yeah. uh, somehow uh, she chose that exit strategy uh, in her life um, to bring in a disease into her body. And uh, as your wife chose her exit strategy, um, and, you know, it's uh, to me as an adult um, and going from a child to an adult, I look at that journey that I've gone on as a complete gift and I have always had gratitude for the time that I had with her and the gift it has brought me to be the seeker and to know that that journey has created so much more myself and I know for your children they'll they'll also look back uh, you know years later and go 
that was, you know, there's gratitude in this. And, and the gift that you are and, and for those that are listening is to know that there is a gratitude through everything, every tragedy, any, any journey, any major life shift. It's, it's a complete reset. So everywhere that you are looking at this as a tragedy and taking it on in your bodies as not being able to be the savior uh, and, and, and help people through their choices, and not take it on as, as a wrongness. Would you like to destroy and create that, please? Absolutely. Yes. yes. Okay, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine shorts, boys, and beyond. So uh, Melinda wanted to ask a question about being in the gap. Um, and before I answer, um, get Anthony to answer that question, Anthony, what do you have coming up for you with regard to um, classes or things that are coming up for you in, in your business? Well, you know, I'm I'm leaving to go to the seven day in New Zealand and I'll be doing, you know, ESB sessions there alongside with uh Dr. Dane here. So I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be next week at the seven day event. And I'll also be going to Stockholm, Sweden for Danes two and three to do uh ESB sessions and also the nine trannies in Copenhagen, Denmark. So right now, that that's currently the the main thing that I'm doing. I, I don't have any um, classes scheduled at this moment, but I usually schedule those things uh, about 30 days uh, in advance. So right now, what I'm working on is just uh, doing the ESB sessions in the class uh, that either Gary or Dane are facilitating. Fabulous. So I'm really looking and, forward to that. And how do people get a hold of you? Well, they can get a hold of me. My website is www choosing the best life.com and uh might just they can see testimonies they can learn about the bars they can learn about the symphony sessions on the website if they just click on the access consciousness tab uh they can also find out information about the the neuroscientist who's recently uh given a testimony about the results from the brain mapping that he did and someone receiving a bar session and how it changed the mapping of the brain just after one session so we're all really excited about that as you know um, if people want to call me personally, they're, they're more than welcome. I think my phone number is uh, uh, on the website as well. So it's, Fabulous. Eight four three. Yeah, eight one five two 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 one. Thank you. Want to reach me? Thank you. And 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 for myself, everyone, I have some uh, foundation uh, and level one class at the beginning of June, and bars class at the end of the month. And I've got my creating conscious spaces classes that are coming up. I'm doing a little traveling myself, and I will be seeing you at Nine Trannies, which is going to be fun. Yes. So uh, uh, there's very exciting. So a couple of quick uh, questions that have come up here in, in the chat room, always at the last minute, everyone. <laughs> uh, talking a bit more about being in the gap. Yeah, I mean, that's just a word that I use. You know, D Dane at the Maestro class, he's like, you know, he basically said, you know, we now we've made it to the front door. <laughs> you know, and it's like, so the, the, what, how I look at it is like standing in the gap for somebody. It's like, it's like when you go to like a like a bar or something like that and there's a bouncer at the front door. But instead of that person like kicking you out if you're, you're misbehaving, it's more like an invitation. It's like, here's the front door to the beginning of your life. Here's the mm. front door to the life you always knew was possible. And I'm here to facilitate you and to help, you know, invite you through the doorway of your life and unlimited possibility. And I'm here for you and I have your back. And, and, and the way that, that 
I have your back is by, you know, utilizing these tools called, called energetic synthesis of being, ESB, um, because that will help you along the way, you know, as you step more and more into you. Um, but it's like standing in the gap. is like you're standing at that front door inviting that person to walk through, um, you know, their life of unlimited possibility or infinite possibility, I should say. Fabulous. Because sometimes when you're swimming in the sea of infinite possibility, <laughs> nothing's familiar, and it can feel scary being alone. So, but as a facilitator, it's like, hey, we have your back, and we're right here with you. We want you to know that if you go through that door, magic is going to happen. And and just keep going. Just keep going. And just and keep truly, going. don't stop. Yeah, yeah, and truly, magic does happen and has happened. And I know um, for both yourself and myself and and listeners, um, just just know, just keep stepping forward. Don't don't choose to go back. It uh, going forward is magical, and that that fear that you can call it is really uncomfortable. Uh, might be an uncomfortable feeling, but it's actual excitement. And uh, so, I, and one of the other co- comments was, "What would it take to have more allowance for other people's exits?" Thank you, Eleanor. Uh, yeah, you know, not going into judgment, and I know there. There, there's lots of judgments in this reality when people choose to uh, commit suicide. Um, when you have others that are, in every sense of the word, that looks like they're fighting for their life when they're going through the medical system and 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 dealing with diseases like cancer or whatever. Um, so there is a lot of judgment, and I'm sure you dealt with that, Anthony. Uh, what would sure. you say to those that are are perhaps in the throes of, of somebody that is either choosing to um, want to end their life or has chosen um, to do that? Well, first of all, it's not easy, and it's never easy. So I just want to say that. And, you know, that that's something that will always be part of you for the rest of your life. And um, at the end of the day, though, you, just, you know, you have, you have to get to a point where ultimately – it's their choice and it's their right to choose whatever it is they want to choose. And I know there's a lot of religious points of view about suicide and, you know, people are like, you know, well, if you take your life then you're going to hell and blah, blah, blah. I don't buy that point of view. Um, you know, there are people that are struggling and they don't see a way out. And you know, I don't believe that, you know, suicide's an option, but it is an option that exists out there for people. And at the end of the day, it's ultimately their choice. Uh, I've seen three people commit suicide, not seen it with my eyes, but there have been three people in my life that have committed suicide. And I would say two out of the three, I was like, okay, I get why they did it. I totally get it. I mean, these people were struggling for 30 years. They tried everything, electric shock treatment, the medicines, and they just, they weren't getting any better. And I understand, you know, it's, so I think sometimes having maybe compassion, being being able to, you know, there's this, what was that saying? Like, you know, unless you walk in another man's moccasins, you don't judge. Yep. <laughs> you yeah, know? So absolutely. You, you know, and at the end of the day, you can't reason with insanity. Logic does not reason with insanity. So when you try to understand their choice, that does not create ease in your universe either. But you have to be willing to walk in the other man's moccasins. And even though you'll never know, unless you've been through it yourself, you never really truly know what's going on in their heads and what they're actually dealing with. So to me, I think compassion is is a key 
instrument and, and, and do the very best you can to walk in their shoes to see what their point of view is. Because at the end of the day, it was their point of view of hopelessness that created the space for them to make that choice. Okay, in my wife's case, there was hopelessness, but there was also, I am going to sacrifice my life because I do not want my children to be raised the same way I was raised. I mean, mm. she told me that. Yeah. Okay, and so, so, so in that particular situation, it was like, okay, I get it. The part yeah. that I never understood is why she got sick again. <laughs> you know, yeah. it wasn't enough for me to say, well, that's just the nature of the illness. It just comes back whenever it feels like it. Well, that's not a good enough explanation. So my quest was not necessarily to figure out why she did it. My quest was more like, why did it come back? You know what I mean? And so that was my thing. People who do a lot of drugs or suffer from chronic depression and they end up taking their lives, you know, a lot of times they're making a choice in 10-second increments. And, you know, if they had another 10 seconds, they probably wouldn't have chosen that. Yeah. Um, so sometimes these people are on a lot of drugs when they take their life, you know. So you have to look at the whole story. You have to be willing to walk in someone's moccasins at least for 10 seconds because then you might get a partial glimpse of maybe what their choices is, and then you can have a little bit of compassion or at least be an allowance. They're like, okay, that's an interesting choice. They chose that, and I kind of get why they did that because based on what was going on in their reality at that time in this yeah. book, those 10 seconds. Thank so, you. Thank you. So everywhere everywhere that everyone could be in total allowance of people's choices, would we like to uh, destroy and uncreate all that, please? Yeah. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, all in shorts, boys and beyonds. And everywhere that we have taken on other people's points of views and judgments with regard to exit strategies and not being in gratitude for that, would we like to destroy and uncreate that, please? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Thank you, Anthony. It has been such a pleasure to uh, have you share your story with the listeners today. And and I'm excited about seeing what other beautiful possibilities you're bringing into not only your life but into the life of your children. So thank you. And uh, it was so much fun having you today. And I know there's a lot of other people that would like to talk to you. So you know how to get a hold of Anthony. And we'll talk to you soon next week, everyone. Take care and have an awesome weekend. Take care. You too. Love you all. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye-bye. Thank you for choosing to listen to the Infinite Energies Radio Show. Lisa Bennett will return next Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. We look forward to having you join us and share the changes you have begun to make. Have an awesome week and chat soon.